Hi guys, welcome. I'm just waiting for token tax to join. I was having trouble joining from my desktop, my first time doing Twitter spaces. So I'm on my mobile, but hopefully you can hear me clearly. Let me just invite. Yes, there is token tax, correct. How do I? Yay. Hi, hi. Have I added you, token tax? Hello, yes. Uh, I, I'm one of the co-founders behind token tax. I'm often the one shitposting behind this account. <laughs> you are amazing. I'm so grateful that... Uh, you know, there's a there's a there's a CPA who's who who's really lives and breathes crypto and uh, is shit posting as well. So so happy that you could join us. Thank you so much for making the time. Thanks so much for having this and organizing it. Um, also, uh, Arthur, our COO, is here and he is also a CPA. Um, I'm sure he'll request to speak as well. Arthur, yes. Hold on. Let me. How do I add a speaker? Okay, amazing. Hi, Arthur. Welcome. There we go. Thank you. Thank you for having us. No, my pleasure. I mean, we've got, look, I, you guys are busy. You're, uh, you know, tax pros. I want to be um, judicious with your time. I just like to start. I mean, I, I've recently become a customer of Token Tax. I think you've built a really great product. I've got, well, mainly it's one agenda item, which is discussing the uh, you know, taxation on rebasing tokens like Ohm. Uh, in, and I'm, I'm obviously, as you've gathered from my posts, uh, uh, you know, really uh, a big fan of Olympus DAO. I'm a member of the community. And, uh, you know, that's why we're here for anyone just tuning in. But, you know, before we just jump into the agenda that I had posted 20 minutes ago, I'd just like to give um, the, the guys from Token Tax just a moment to give a brief introduction about themselves and what they're building and why. And then we can jump into the discussion. So, uh, Token, um, I know Arthur, uh, I, I, I don't know your name, um, co-founder token tax so i'll just call you token tax uh if you could give an intro uh that'll be great yeah no problem my name's alex um so i'm one of the co-founders behind token tax i'm uh more on the technical and all things all things product and my co-founder zach who uh, is a tax wizard um and yeah i mean we've been slowly building up the product over the course of four years and uh, really, like what we do is quite simple. I mean, we we uh, our only goal is just to help our users file their taxes, and 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 that's what we do. And um, uh, we try to be very focused about that, and and we try to provide very great results for our clients. Um, and 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 that's it. And uh, but there's there's a lot that comes along with that. You know, um, so many people are doing so many wild things in crypto, and and it's a matter of learning them, understanding them, and 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 truly uh, um, uh, getting their data into their account or figuring out ways to help get them get, uh, get their data into their account and then uh, run the calculations. And then on top of that, like, you know, the complexity grows. People in DAOs that are wanting to figure out how to do accounting across, uh, you know, people that are mostly anonymous or um, hedge funds, um, uh, businesses that also deal in crypto. So, We've seen pretty much all of it. Um, uh, it's it's a large space, and and but um, 
you know, if you boil it down, it's simple. We, you know, we just want to help people do their taxes. Yeah. And I think I just want to add to that. What I really liked about token tax is that uh, you can basically plug in your wallet address and your uh, or your exchange account and it imports a whole lot of transactions. Um, there's still a bit of manual work needed sometimes. Uh, but, you know, for I, I agree, I think for people who are engaging in a lot of transactions uh, and dealing with different types of tokens, um, I think it's definitely a, a welcome product and a much needed product. So look, with that, let's jump in. Um, guys, so again, if you're just joining in, we're talk. We're going to talk about um, taxation of rebasing tokens like Ohm and and Appleforth. And before we get into that, um, you so some of you may know. So far, we don't. We, there's lack of clarity on how um, different digital assets will get treated from a taxation perspective. And well, that's just because these things are so new. Um, you know, so far, IRS has issued two pieces of guidance. One came in 2014, one came in 2019. And last year, we also saw a lawsuit happen in Nashville where um, this couple sued the IRS uh, uh, for saying that, hey, staking rewards on Tezos uh, are not income. They are new property getting created. What I'd like to do just to set the stage for our discussion is uh, request you, Alex, uh, and Arthur, please feel free to chime in whenever you'd like, to just give us a sense of what is the specific guidance we have received to date from authorities and regulators as it relates to um, taxation. You're still on mute. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll speak to it briefly. Um, yeah. I think yeah, 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 keep it wax. brief. It's, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've written long posts about it. It's just like to give a very brief overview uh, on, you know, the one that came in 2014. In any yep. case, look, I mean, most people here, I had I had recommended that they do a pre-read as prep for this call, which is, you know, reading the IRS guidance. I, I've read it. I've read both guidances and, you know, as much as what is coming straight from the regulator's uh, mouth, uh, in this case, the IRS. So, you know, we, we do, we have read it. We just want to hear your two-minute version on, you know, how you see it as a CPA and, a, and a, as a tax professional. Yeah. So uh, simply put, you know, there was guidance released in 2014. And the only thing that was uh, really said is any crypto to crypto trade, you know, in a simple sense, like if I'm trading Bitcoin for Ethereum on Coinbase, uh, that's a taxable event. Um, and they also released some information about airdrops. So airdrops uh, count as ordinary income, but they specifically use the BCH fork as an example. But we've seen, you know, Ohm, Ohm community specifically, we've seen so many different types of airdrops happen since then. So um, what we have what we have now is is a very simple framework that we can kind of use common sense guidelines to kind of extrapolate, you know, OK, uh, it, what does this mean for what's happening now now in the cryptocurrency world, which is which is is very vast. But um, generally speaking, uh, the, the the parallels are, are, are for the most part quite obvious. Arthur, do you have any any thoughts? Yeah, I think I think you summed it up well when you said that a lot of what we can do is extrapolate. I think that's like, you know, we've got the limited guidance and, and we think we understand, you know, we have a pretty good understanding of that guidance. And and then from there we we look to and a big part of what I do is like look to parallels, um, you know, try to find parallels between 
you know, transactions that are happening in, in crypto and transactions that have happened traditionally in, you know, like the traditional finance world and to see, you know, what, what, what does it look like is happening here? Um, you know, one of the most interesting ones we've seen recently is Axie Infinity. And like, if you really, you know, piece apart what's happening in that game, particularly with breeding um, axes and, and then selling them, it's, it's not unlike, you know, the farming farming rules and when i say farming i'm not talking about yield farming i'm talking about like actual farming with farm animals and land and and crops and things like that so not to say that that's the definite parallel but what we try to do is look at um you know look at what's out there as far as tax guidance is concerned and and try to to do what we think would be the most reasonable and and oftentimes conservative um thing given a particular fact pattern another another way to think about this is is um like who are we who are we doing this for who will be reviewing your taxes and often you know worst case scenario an auditor ends up viewing your taxes so uh when you create parallels that an auditor can understand that's really who we're translating for we're translating for you know the traditional financial system um in terms that they can they can understand it i think that's so well said i mean even for me like so, so much of the effort in this call is an effort to, you know, put in that preparation, put in that time and just make sure that at least, you know, most of us have a method to get that impeccable documentation in place and to have those um, uh, precedents uh, that, that you know, we could point to. Um, so look, with that, let's jump into rebasing tokens. I mean, for any of you uh, dialing in, not sure, you know, what a rebasing token is, I call it one that doesn't have uh, a finite supply and it 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 has you know it's it's uh, its supply can increase or it can contract um depending on um uh, depending on some uh, some rules that have been imposed and um ample fourth was um was one of the i would say earlier um rebasing tokens you in token tax you've written quite a bit about ample fourth um ohm is also a rebasing token and uh, lately it has uh, jumped into the top 100 uh, coins it's ranked 87 its market cap is now 1.3 billion uh, it's a phenomenally exciting community um, and you know as more people become aware of ohm i think this question is going to keep coming up about um, and so what ohm does just very briefly um, ohm has pretty simple rules it says that uh, if um, uh, one ohm is trading above one dollar um, and uh, reserves are in place to issue more ohm, then the protocol will uh, give out more ohm per an emission schedule that's voted on by the community. And if uh, ohm ends up trading at less than $1, this has not happened to date, but it can. I mean, if it does happen, the, the algorithm says that ohm will use its uh, reserves to buy back um, uh, ohm from the market and so that's why it's a rebasing token it, it's another matter that it's never had to decrease supply as yet but um, you know by definition it's a rebasing token so um, I um, did an insane amount of googling on this matter guys and I came across a bunch of discussions that you've had about Ample where you categorized um, Ample as uh, or Ample being a rebasing token you categorized additional ample being issued as akin to a stock split and therefore it not being income. Could you please um, share your thoughts on that and how you arrived at that parallel? 
uh, that should be okay. So we need to have an example to say that it's an exact parallel to a stock split. So um, the the point the point that I made in our uh, initial Twitter thread was that if you know if it's a rebasing token and you have uh, you know one coin of ohm and it's trading at one dollar and then it rebases to fifty cents and now you have two coins, nothing happened. Like in a financial mm-hmm. sense, like nothing. There's no value change. Um, and so that would be in the traditional sense, like a stock split. You have the same amount of value as you did before, but the share count is l- uh, larger or smaller, depending on what happened. So um, the, the, w- the interesting thing happens is that some people try and catch rebases as they might have more or less prior to like a sell off or something. And then you could run into situations where that is income. Mm-hmm. Um, you do have missing cost bases for like new coins that you were given um, via this rebase or you potentially even lost. So um, uh, another way to think about it is, you know, what was the starting uh, uh, value of, of, of my holdings and what was the ending value of my holdings and what was that cost basis over time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like to ask a lot of times, like, are you economically better off as a result of a particular transaction? And that's like not, it's not a hard and fast rule by any standard. It's not a regulatory, it's not a rule literally, but it's, it's a good, it's a good um, way to like assess the, the intuition that you have about a particular transaction and a rebase. The truth is you're not really any economically better or worse off after it's happened, right? You're, you're exactly where you started, even though the quantities are a little bit different. Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree with that interpretation. In fact, like for me, you know, the, the the line between tokens with a finite supply and them issuing staking rewards, I mean, that's pretty, that's crystal clear, right? Like that is most definitely income. Where things become kind of murky for me is, you know, how do you draw the line between, you know, what is staking, what's a staking reward, what's a staking reward that is income and what's the staking reward as a result of a rebasing token? So, you know, there, I feel like, I mean, and I I, I do believe that, you know, some of us will probably eventually either come up with a test or a definition uh, in days to come. But um, for me, it's not immediately clear, right? Like that, um, when, when do we consider staking reward income? When do we consider um, additional tokens issued in a rebasing token a stock split? Like, what's that distinction? How do you guys think about that? Yeah, that's really hard. That's like, <laughs> I know. You know, that's hard. it's hard because the, because the way the market for these tokens is moving at the same time as the rebasing or the rewards issuances are happening, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. how do you separate? I mean, maybe I am economically better off. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it, but maybe I'm economically better off because um, you know the market price like jumped right as yeah. this transaction was happening. It's a really yep. really hard to it's really really hard to make that um, distinction. So so unfortunately I don't personally I don't know maybe Alex has a good um, answer but like I don't have I don't have a great um, a great mm. answer to that. But I, I think looking at at Ohm specifically like the fact that. Um, the fact that it's tied to reserves and that the reserves maybe are not moving in that mm-hmm. situation is sort of a helpful indicator as to what's happening as opposed to a staking, um, like a general, like other staking reward where, yeah. you know, like you, you now have more of something and can sell it. You could turn around and sell it for, you know, proportionately more than you paid for it. And mm-hmm. that's, that's sort of like a, you know, again, comes back to that same question as to like whether you're economically better off. 
Um, but I don't know. I don't know, Alex, if you have more something to add there. Yeah. Another way to think about this is like, so when you're actually filing your taxes, if you're taking staking income, uh, that's like basically taxed at the long-term capital gains rate or like the income tax rate. And then uh, if you're, or sorry, the short-term, I'm, uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. the short-term rate. Um, if you're taxed at the, uh, for, and if you were to, sell ohm or sell a rebase token uh in in the short term context the tax rate is the same but if you held uh ohm longer than a year then that would be long-term capital gains rate and we'd be talking about something different so there's like also time scales play into this and maybe uh you know on a time scale on a longer time scale you might not be economically better off like it might be lower Low, like your entry price might be the same as like what you're holding right now. Um, and so we kind of don't know, but in terms of like, is it, a, is it like staking income or is it like short-term capital gains? Uh, it doesn't really matter because the tax that you're paying is going to be the same. Right. It's only about timing. And see, for me, that's, that's I think that's such a great distinction that you drew there, right? Because, so, I mean, for, I guess for me, and I mean, you know, we are, we are, myself absolutely a long-term believer in ohm this is this is i mean i you know it's a it's multi-year bet for sure and so, you know the question for a lot where we're here because we we believe this is the right bet we want to be in it for several years and so you know the case of selling it clear that's that's straight up you know opens if you um, know hold it for one more year and and again, I'm, I'm i also don't want to get into life or fifo accounting right because more and more tokens keep getting issued you know do you do average cost do you do life or i that, that's like that's going way too much into the weeds i think if i buy ohm um i've held it uh for more than a year and then i sell it later you know it um in my mind, it makes sense that that sale at the time should be asset long-term capital gains and not as ordinary income. Um, and you know, I mean, that's a conclusion I've kind of arrived as well. But like, yeah, I think hearing you uh, comment on that is is definitely helpful. Um, so um, yeah, speak a bit more about you know the perspective that there's a long-term home holder um and uh you know um they've been in it for one more year um and let's say two years later they sell their position um you know what happens then like i mean is that i'm not framing it right right because the moment um you get more on to you um it's income right that at the price that the ohm was issued the other interpretation is no, when ohm is issued, your cost basis is lowered, and only when you sell that ohm will uh, income tax uh, be accruing. It, 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 I struggle with you, and um, I believe what you're saying is you're kind of leaning towards the second one. Um, some more color from either from both of you would be helpful on this. Yeah, I, th- I think um, again, if if you you summed up both perspectives pretty well, and and um, certainly I think if we're tr- if we're go- if we're going to say that ohm is that ohm, rebasing ohm is treated like a stock split, then in effect, what happens when you get um, you know additional tokens 
is that your cost basis is redistributed. And, and this is, you know, not, this is, this is sort of a mechanical conversation, not a tax one, but your cost basis mm -hmm. is then redistributed amongst the tokens that you have. So you would take your total basis that you have divided by the total number of tokens that you have. Um, if what's happening there is purely related to, to the rebase transaction that occurred. And so then when you sell, um, you know, when you sell like, you know, however long down the road, now you're looking at, you know, how, what proportion of your tokens did you sell? It's almost like you're looking at the average cost basis of all the own that you've acquired. Um, that's like the, that's the way that you would interpret it under that, under that sort of reading of it. If you're looking at it the way that you, that, you know, the, the first way that you described, then, mm -hmm. then it's much, mm -hmm. it, then it's much clearer, right? I mean, it, it's much more straightforward. You're, you're recognizing income at the time um, at which the rebase has occurred, if you're, if you're doing it this way. But when you recognize that income, you get to actually correspondingly increase your cost basis in whatever tokens mm -hmm. you know, you've received. And so later on down the road, when you um, go ahead and sell those tokens that you received during the rebase transactions, you are still recognizing capital gain, either long-term or short-term, depending on how long you held them. But uh, the amount of capital gain you're going to recognize is going to be lower because you basically already took into account some portion of that as income when you received those tokens in the first place. Um, I like that. But uh, yeah, no, that's really, really helpful. And I, yeah, I think, I mean, although like, you know, because long-term capital gains tax rate is at a lower rate. Um, for now. You would, for <laughs> true, true, true. You never know. But yeah. That's a... Uh, I think that's a really nice uh, for now there, right? I think um, I think that's a really good point because, right, if they actually end up, uh, you know, if people end up becoming indifferent, I mean, which is a possibility, uh, then it won't matter, right? Like, right. Um, but right, right, right. Um, amazing. Um, I um, that's pretty much um, you know all all that I had, and I think you know where. Um, what we're seeing here is um, that, yeah, it's like, you know, it's going, to, it is, we can, as, as you guys said, at the best thing we can do is extrapolate. Um, one of, one question came in um, from one of the OMIs. I'm going to try to see if I can articulate it. Uh, they asked, like, if and how the dynamic changes with um, wrapped S-OM. I... Um, Actually, I will not be able to explain that question so I, I can, clearly. So is, does this just mean going in and out of OM to S OM? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, no, no, I, I don't think. I think they were, I think this was, but actually, yeah, I mean, well, like, let's, 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 uh, I, on that one, it's pretty clear. I mean, from OM to S OM is just, it's just a straight transfer, right? Like that's, well, that well, is, it depends, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Because like, mm -hmm. uh, that those are technically different currencies um and mm -hmm. this is this gets into like is wrapping a taxable event or not there's been a ton of discussion about that it's like turned into a meme on our account um uh so you know the most conservative route is that the most conservative route is that it, it is a taxable event but uh we've seen a lot of people that say like uh you know wrapping BTC to WBTC or wrapping ETH to WETH is like is is not a taxable event. So you could also treat it that way. But the most important thing is being consistent, um, being consistent with your treatment. So if you you know if you treat uh, OM to SOM as um, uh, a non taxable event that and then any other wrapped currency you should also treat as a non taxable event. And then that basically that basically means that you won't get a free lunch. Like if you you can't just like 
not have uh, ohm to s ohm be a taxable event and then uh west to or east to west as um like a taxable event and then basically like do uh, you know wash sales on those like it, it just doesn't work like that you need to be consistent yeah no that that totally makes sense um guys i think we've covered everything um that uh, we set out to thank you so much for um taking our time talking to us um i'm going to give it any i mean extra 4 minutes or so if anybody's got questions feel free to raise your hand uh and ask uh, uh the really amazing guys from token tax a question if you have any um I'm I'm going to stick around for general Q&A if you want to just talk about Ohm we've got a massive event coming on this weekend called FOMO3 which is going to be a amazing 3-day uh, online conference uh where we're just going to talk about Ohm for 3 days straight um but and <laughs> for now if you've got a question for token tax uh please please raise your hand and and ask um I want to be respectful of their time because uh uh these are busy guys uh creating a really lovely product for us i don't see any hands well guys thank you so much for um talking to us about uh you know the difference between uh staking rewards and uh, treatment of rebasing tokens i'm my conclusion i think after talking to you is what i set out to that yes i think ohm more som issued uh will be um uh treated as a stock split and it will result and basically the treatment will be that you'll just need to keep writing down your cost basis i want to further reemphasize this conversation is not tax or financial advice the token tax guys are not giving financial advice we are frankly explorers over here trying to interpret uh very old regulations and rules around what is property what is security what is a commodity how will all these things get treated um and you know um answers aren't clear i think the best thing uh, we can really do is um well a read the guidance that's coming straight from the regulators b maintain impeccable records and c talk to uh build relationships with accounting firms that really love their crypto uh, and i think uh, token tax is one of them so um thank you so much guys if you've got any last words or any fine closing words that you want to say uh, please do and uh, uh we'll then uh, we'll then end the space thank you so much for having us this is wonderful yeah it was a pleasure to be here thank you Yeah absolutely guys and please tune in to FOMO3 this weekend uh, keep an eye out on that um ohm is i kid you not it's i mean obviously i'm i'm heavily biased but i think it's phenom it's revolutionary and uh, you know it's a lot of fun too so if you have time this weekend tune in to our discord um it's a 3 day event uh, it's going to be a lot of fun thank you so much guys Okay so that was uh, a discussion on tax um I'm going to anybody else want to talk about something else I'm going to I'm around for a couple of more minutes if not I can also log off that's totally fine but uh raise your hand if you've got something to say or something to highlight as a reflection or as a thought
great. I think that's that that's it. Nobody really has any thoughts or questions. Awesome. So look, oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I have Rob. Rob. Oh, how do I do this? Add as a speaker. Hello, hi, Rob. You are on. Hey there, Ostri. Um, I just wanted to thank you for having this conversation. This is something that really needs cleared up in this space. Um, I, I DM'd you. I think I also tweeted at you. Um, were you able to record this conversation? Yes, yes. Oh, thank you so much uh, for uh, teaching me how to do that. Um, I now know how to download uh, this audio recording. Uh, through Twitter, um, as in, I, I didn't have to do anything. I basically have to go into my settings and just download it. Um, I will um, download that and you know maybe upload it on YouTube or something, just so um, I'm, I'll, I'll talk to other people who know how to share audio files better. But I'll definitely download it, and you know I'll, I'll even I plan to like uh, write a little note about it as well. Okay, perfect. Yeah, YouTube or in the Discord, you could put it in like the resources. Um, channel yeah 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 okay i'll do that and that yeah we'll surely do that um uh thank thank you yep no problem thank you I, i'll say one last thing i uh, will yeah thank you rob i just want to say one last thing now that the token tax guys have left and i'm just going to speculate a bit i think guys if um ohm and um, it's not an if i think it's it's we're leaning to that Ohm getting categorized as a rebasing token in my mind is freaking bullish for Ohm. And that's because um, at least I can speak for myself. If I don't have to book this income uh, as staking rewards, I don't really have to sell my Ohm for a very long time. And that makes me very, very happy because um, this is one project I want to hold on to and accumulate as long as I can. So, um, you know, while we do our bit with the tax authorities while we do impeccable record keeping and whatnot. One thing I've learned from the Omis is that memeing things into reality is possible. It is, we've shown it. So if any of you are listening, um, one thing I'd love to meme into reality is that Om is a rebasing token and SOM issued is like a stock split therefore not taxable as income and only taxable when you sell it. I know many of you uh, kid around about, you know, uh, about uh, about taxes, etc. Taxes are, are, are important. I think understanding tax implications is essential. I absolutely believe we're going to see institutional adoption of OM. Uh, these are early days, but getting clarity on questions like taxation, on how to take custody and you know how to pitch home to a board audit committee. I think these are all things that uh, that uh, we have to figure out and we're working on. So thank you so much, guys, and uh, hope this was useful. I look forward to partying it up with you during FOMO three. Hope you guys have a lovely weekend. Hey, thank you. Hey, so Osvi. Yes. Uh, yes, sir. Is yes, sir. Token tax. Are you still here? Yeah, hanging out. Uh, oh, hey. okay. Oh, so. <laughs> I have a question. It's not really pertaining to Ohm. Um, however, it, it, it does. If I, okay, so I own a token and I post it as collateral, I receive a separate token that resembles the same value, essentially, and then I pull that collateral out. Is that a taxable event? 
Uh, this is the wrapping question. I mean, are you are you specifically like let's use Av as an example or Ave? Um, is okay. that is that is that like a good parallel? Because you know, if I if I deposit you know uh, WBTC, then I get AWBTC in return. Is that Correct. the same thing? Yeah. So Correct. this is the same example example as wrapping. Uh, just be consistent. Um, you could see it as a taxable event, or you could see it as a non-taxable event. But if you see it as a non-taxable event, any other stuff that you do with wrapping should you should be consistent with that treatment. Okay, noted. I appreciate the clarification. I also want to add, like, like also, there's no guidance on if wrapping is or isn't a taxable event. So, uh, and we're also waiting on more guidance. So the best thing you can do is just check with the CPA or the accountant that's signing off on your return. Like, Hey, are you cool? This, this is how it works. And this is what I believe to be true. Um, given the lack of guidance, um, I think that we, we can file this way, but it's, it's, you know, it's still a gray area. So just double check that with whoever's filing your taxes. And what if that what if that happens to be like TurboTax? Would you suggest not going through them in a in something like this? TurboTax is fine. It's just it's just that's that's I just I I, I call that out because that's the decision uh, you're making. So if you are if you are like like sketched out by that, then always getting a second opinion is helpful. Um, so yeah, I just like I'm just trying to add caution to that because that's that is the decision you're making with with the lack of guidance. Of course, of course. All right. That will be all for me then. I appreciate you guys. Yes, indeed. Um, thank you so much, guys. Ending the space now, but you know you know where to find me and uh, you know where to find token tax. Um, well, uh, there's one more person who's requested. I'm going to add them. Devi. Uh, oh, hi, Devi. I think you are on, but you're on mute. Okay, can you hear me? Yes, sir, we can hear you. Is it okay if I ask another question for token tax before they head out? Yeah, it's up to them. I'm just I mean, hanging out. Go for it. Okay, perfect. <laughs> it's up to them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so it's been said about keeping, uh, having great record keeping, and with the rebases every eight hours, I'm looking back and and I have not kept, uh, I have not been record keeping, so I'm trying to figure out what to do about that. But I'm wondering what tools token tax has in when I plug into the software, how that will look and what I should be thinking of uh, specifically from an ohm uh, ohm perspective. If you could uh, shed some light on that, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Record keeping with rebase tokens is very challenging. And like there is the problem is, is that like we didn't we didn't say this on the call, but it's kind of it would be honestly, in my personal opinion, it would be insane to like file every rebase as an income event because it could go positive or negative and if you already file that as an income event there's no such thing as like a negative income event which is why it's like most appropriate to think uh this is like kind of you know short-term long-term gain losses once you have the starting and ending cost basis so record keeping in the sense of like i made xyz trade you know i staked ohm here i didn't stake ohm here all that stuff is tracked on on the ledger or the blockchain so that's like pretty much what you would need um i don't think you need all of the information like of the uh the internal rebases that are happening because that's not like uh tracked and it doesn't need to be like the only thing that's really known is the is the uh you know the timeline and and what happened so 
if you have that data, it's just I think it's just overkill for what the goal is. Yeah, and Davy, I want to just add one thing as well. I mean, when I was talking about you know, uh, so I mean, I recently became a customer to Token Tax, and they've got this ability to just uh, pull in all your uh, transaction data, uh, and they categorize those as transactions. That's kind of what I was getting at in terms of, uh, you know, record keeping. I, I I mean, and basically, I think anything that's kind of hitting the blockchain, if you've got, uh, uh, you know, the ability to, like, just kind of organize that data, uh, Token Tax does quite a bit of that for you. Um, and uh, that, that's kind of what I was getting at. Well, you know, I mean, I was saying, you know, just maintain well, records. Also, yeah. well, I mean, get, you know, I, I love the Selm community. We'll also, you know, next on our roadmap, we're going to build uh, like a native integration for OM. So all the transactions that you do on OM's app or OM smart contracts will pull in your account without any manual work. Woohoo! <laughs> that's awesome. Sweet. You are becoming an OMI now. <laughs> so that sounds, that sounds amazing. Um, and to not have to calculate every rebase and understand the stock split type of implications of that is is helpful. Um, so so basically, it's just knowing the at least what I'm hearing is knowing basically your entry price and then kind of being able to calculate from there. But what? But then I go to like, what if I want to sell two ohm and I have a hundred and then it after rebases it's 150 and then I sell two or something like that. I wouldn't even know what to think about that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, Aspie is right. Like, I the easiest answer is just use it in a program like Token Tax, and then and then you, everything will be chill. But okay. I can I can help you a bit with that, Davey. Look, basically, there are three types. I mean, IRS allows you to do assign three types of uh, uh, treatment treatments to your cost basis. Either you can do LIFO, which is last in first out, FIFO, which is first in first out, or average cost. This is permissible across the board, right? You just have to be consistent with how you treat it. So let's say if you do FIFO, which is first in first out, you're saying the first ohm I bought is the first ohm I sold. And so your 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 cost basis is then going to be like that. My, I mean, for me, that I think would become complicated, frankly, um, based on just the way ohm works. Uh, my plan is uh, to treat it on an average cost basis uh, and just, uh, you know, and, and, and apply that. And, that. and that's something, you know, that, that you can do and uh, uh, that should work. Okay, awesome. It, and if that's something token tax does, I haven't used it, I'm going to use it this year. And so that's amazing to know that I can rely on uh, token tax a little bit, not have to understand everything. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know if I, I mean, I so far haven't seen it in their platform whether they can do live for five but I mean, you know, like, like, I mean, that's like, um, uh, you were going to say something. Yeah, that, that that's our bread and butter. That's exactly what we do. You put all of your data in and then uh, um, all of your entry prices, all that we pull all that stuff for you. And then we have FIFO, LIFO and minimization, which is um, basically, uh, you know, um, uh, an adjusted version, a tax rate adjusted version of HPFO, which will minimize your taxes further than than the than the traditional uh, HPFO. So. Um, yeah, we have we have we have a number of ways for you to to calculate your gains and losses. Awesome, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Davy. Thank you, Rob. Um, anyone else have some brilliant things they want to say? Anyone want to shill some om? <laughs> 
wag me and on <laughs> no i'm just kidding look uh guys thank you so much uh you know i uh love this community for this reason like the quality of discussion is so freaking amazing i uh i literally i have not found like a better community than olympus uh you know it's just some of the smartest minds i've ever come across and some really beautiful hearts too so yeah thank you omis and thank you non-omis as well if you joined um uh, you know if you're curious about om highly recommend just you know putting in uh, dollar om in twitter you'll get a bunch of threads i think our community has written more threads than any other community uh, on articles and the beautiful part about om is when you read what people have written you can just feel the madness and the passion in those words and that's really hard to find you know it's really hard to manufacture it's just really hard to just you know put it together this one guy rune meer uh, on twitter he he said he feels that you know om captured lightning in a bottle and um, i believe we did and uh, i believe we've got just a long way to go so thank you guys have a wonderful weekend join us for fomo 3 and and party on thank you um i've got one more thing yeah if anybody else Fire. if anybody is curious i would definitely suggest joining the discord channel and just going into the resources channel on discord that has um you you can find like twitter threads on there so you don't have to sift through all of twitter and you know dollar dollar sign um uh, <laughs> yes. they just they have all of the 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 alpha alpha threads there um to explain um i'm also i'll tweet out this youtube channel here whenever i get home um of a gentleman who's got some spreadsheets together uh aside from the calculators that Brian's got Kairos. yes Kairos. Kairos yes that that yes. is those have, that is what really just kind of you know made me yep. i've i have doubled tripled I'm so glad. doubled tripled down <laughs> i've got my mom taking all i'm We're, we're 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 making we're making moves. My my mom's. I am so I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, I'm so glad to hear my that. Mom's, yeah, my mom's yeah. got a life insurance policy or some insurance thing, and she's got some money in there. And I'm like, mom, just let me show you what I can do with this. And and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It's not a big chunk of change, but the risk to reward reward ratio is is unfathomable. So I'll, yeah, I'll leave it at that. No, no, thank you. Thank you so much for that, Rob. Really appreciate you chiming in there. Thank you, guys. I'm going to sign off. I'm going right, to have a good one. Thank you so much, everyone. This is wonderful. Thank you. Okay, how do I end this thing?